Do you know somebody who won't wear their seatbelt? Well, if they won't listen to their cars dinging, maybe you should add some of your own. Ding, 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 ding. Go ahead, ding, kids. Chime ding, in. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, you on the street, tell this guy to wear a seatbelt. Yep, it's okay to speak up because you know what? You could save their life. Learn more at buckleupva.com. A message from the Virginia Department of Motor Vehicles. I wanted a career in which everything would matter because I'm motivated by something bigger than myself. So I joined the CIA, and now I help protect our families, our friends, and every fellow American. Here, my abilities contribute to our mission. Agency professionals have extraordinary integrity and exceptional talents. And every day, we do work that's incredibly important. Find out how everything you do in your career can impact our nation. Visit cia.gov careers to learn more and apply. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Welcome to the Remain Seated Podcast. It's me, Gina Barberi, and my son Festus Barberi. Not either of his real names, but we call you that. The first part of that sounded like you were introducing a YouTube video. <laughs> Hi, and welcome back to the Remain Seated YouTube channel. We have we one. Need, we do have one. We were going to do that video. Okay, let's find a Sunday? time this weekend to do... You want to do that on Sunday? Yeah. Okay. Let's do... Because we have like two videos on there and that's it. Yeah. We but have we've this. got other ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for we sure. We just need to execute it. We just follow the remain seated motto, the, the Crito, <laughs> just way too well. We just follow it so closely. We need a manager. Yeah, we do. <laughs> because we, we're just inherently us. <laughs> so I think we need someone to go, stop it for a second. Here's your schedule. Stop being you. Here's what you're doing. And then enforces it. That yeah. should be me. Usually that would be me, but we're two alike. Yeah, that's a that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Usually okay. it's my job to kind of kick your ass, but then I'm like, I don't even want to kick my own ass. If we could find someone who would work for free. We can't we can only pay for rock painting commissions. We cannot pay for <laughs> full-time management. Speaking of that, the Festus Rock. Oh, at is there an update? Cafe Espresso on 9th South in Salt Lake. Well, I'm just saying it hasn't snowed for a while. For a while it was covered up, but I think it's all thawed around the Festus Rock. So now's your opportunity to go over there. You go see it again. And say, hey, I I listen to the Remain Seated podcast and I see the Festus Rock over there. I I want my vanilla latte. Then you get your free vanilla latte. Because if there's snow covering and you drive up, they're going to be suspicious. Like, how do you know there's a Festus Rock there? Yeah. They don't know. But next time that you go and if you're listening to this right now and you go and pay for coffee somewhere, just think about how stupid of a decision that is, because you could go get a free one. So you're throwing your money away. Just one, though. They're not going to give you repeated. No, you can't. You can't go back every day. No. DJ will recognize you. Hey, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Jeff? (laughs) It's Jeff, isn't it? It is Jeff. It's got to be. Is it a Geoff or a Jeff? Like like G E O F F. That's no. You know how sometimes horrible. Jeff is Geoff. Yep, it's just like Ashley with a G H. That's not how it works. No, Mm-mm. but in Utah sometimes that happens. That's true. So I ordered you some pants. Did you really order me pants? <laughs> I did order you pants. Did you, I'm a 22 year old person. I know, but um, 
you had two pairs of pants, and one of them had a big rip in the butt. It's the ones I'm wearing right now, and it's on the the back of the thigh. Okay, thank you. Okay, it's under the butt, and then you had one with a butter stain. That's those are fixable. <laughs> I can wash the other pair, but and I'm I can sew this one. Because you're out in the world representing me, and people will say, "Really? Yeah, I wear a T-shirt I with your name on it." I can't believe Gina lets her son go around with holes in the pants and the butter stain. And now, do I ever not represent you? Is there ever a point? No, that comes see, where I don't represent that. you. No, okay. I am always your mother, no matter how old you are, and you always are. are, are reflection of me that's just like when i was in when in catholic school and we had our uniforms they said you must exhibit exemplary behavior whenever you're wearing this uniform yes outside of the school yes you're representing and the I school that you is, never cared about. no i didn't we're registering your sister for for high school by the way and we're picking her classes it. she's so yeah i remember when i started she's going to the same school yeah and she said so she's in honors this and AP that, and she's like, what math class did Festus take? And I, <laughs> I said, whenever you're asking that question, it's always the lowest. Yeah, it's never like, <laughs> he was in the, the AP calc, no, no, it was, I think I did a couple of them twice, actually. I, I did you, geometry twice. You graduated? I, that's the goal. And Why do more than that? In four years, you graduated? Yeah, it didn't take me any longer. No. I didn't. I wasn't one of those that it took less time. I was perfectly yep. average. But I don't. She should not be looking <laughs> as an example, though. Like, oh, maybe we, as a recommendation, yeah. whatever math class fest is. No. No. Don't. The good news look is you me. guys have different last names. So, so they won't. Are you Festus? <laughs> no. No. They will have no idea. She looks like the cutest little Arab child. Yeah. You, yeah, you don't look alike. No, I'm way paler name. than her. Mm hmm. We will no association. No. She will have a clean slate. And don't tell her things like you never use math again. Don't tell her those things. Well, she, that's true, though. <laughs> she knows. It depends on what she sees herself doing because in the future. here's your sister. She's upset she's not in a harder math class. Like she she wants to challenge her? Yes. She's 13. I know. Well, she's 14. Well, 14. She she wants the heart. So we have to go have a meeting with her teacher on Monday about getting her in to a harder math class. See, we had to have meetings with my teacher to get me into <laughs> easier math. I think I went from geometry down to algebra one. I, I do you remember? Yeah, and I took. <laughs> I was a junior. I don't know if you remember. This. Was, you were in Algebra 1 a as a junior? junior? Were you in there with all the freshmen? I was in the class with the freshmen. Were you embarrassed? You didn't care. I did not no. care. No. I just think that's funny. I was a junior in a freshman math class. And I hired you a tutor. You had a tutor the yep. whole time you were in high school. To help me with my makeup packet. <laughs> His name was Scott. I remember we met at the Beans and Brew, and he would tutor me in math. And I had someone come to the house, too, remember? What? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, I, that I was before that Scott. Oh, okay. I tried. They all did their job. You graduated. I have a diploma. It has my name on it, and it's real. I should frame it and have it in my house. You sh just Not you yours. No. Uh, well, I'm not going to. You should be more proud of That's your diploma. You should be more <laughs> proud of that. that. Uh, see what I did? You know what that cost me? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Lori Laughlin, but on a different level. Yeah. 
<laughs> then we told, I think we talked about this last week, Aunt Carrie, you're, you're one of your sisters. They're yeah. all good looking, whatever the thing is yeah. that you say. We, about my service hours. Oh. She was upset. That we fudged that your we, service yeah, hours. Yeah, I can say it. The statute of limitations has run out. <laughs> I We lied. I mean, not really. Well, I did. But we just like. We embellished. Like, this could count as I serve these people. We're not bad people, guys. No. You do nice things for people all the time. You do it every day, and those hours never count. <laughs> right? Yeah, no one counts those You've hours. You've made up for it some. So your pants are on the way. Oh, and I got you some socks, too. Why did I'm fine with socks. What are you doing? You're I mean, not thank fine you. with socks. I am. You're not fine with socks. I'm not, do you want to see my socks right now? Not do one of them has them? a hole in it. How is that? Did you steal them? See? Let's see. Look at Look at One. See? Two. Oh, nice. See? Okay. Proof. Totally intact socks, and now I'm not wearing <laughs> shoes. It's kind of nice. It's freeing? It is freeing. I don't know why we ever wear shoes. Well, because you don't step on things. Well, we don't go outside. Well, you had to go and outside you to step get on here. a Cheerio or something? <laughs> Black Velvet Boutique is a wonderful sponsor of the Remain Seated podcast. We want to thank them for that. We want to thank them for being such a great sexual wellness resource. When it comes to sex, as with any healthy relationship, good communication is key. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and that knowledge helps you get to your most confident, sexy self. The educated staff at Black Velvet Boutique can help answer your questions. They'll give you gift ideas for a special someone in your life, or maybe just a gift for yourself, because damn it, you deserve it. Black Velvet Boutique opens seven days a week, 801-525-1583. You can find them at 595 South State Street in Clearfield or blackvelvetboutique.com. So last week we were talking movies. Yeah, we talked about uh, Parasite and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And you, I was surprised that you had given up on Once a Time in Hollywood. What point did you stop watching it? It was about an hour into it. It was when they were, when Leonardo DiCaprio um, was doing that Western movie okay. with so the little sh- girl. So we should probably say spoiler alert. I'm gonna, yeah, we're going to yeah. talk about. It's been out for however, it's already won an Oscar. So yeah. We're going to talk about stuff in the movie. I'll so. put it in the description of this episode if you haven't seen it and you don't want us to spoil it. But you are a big Quentin Tarantino fan. I love Quentin. That's why I, I didn't even see it for, like, I just bought it. I didn't see it before you I bought, bought it. You bought it sight unseen? Uh, well, because of Quentin Tarantino. I'm like, obviously I'm going to love it. So I put down $20, and I bought it, and then I made it about an hour into it. And like we talked about last week, you gave up on it. Why? Because it felt a little slow, and then you explained that if you're someone who understands the Manson murders, which is what it is about Mm -hmm. generally, kind of underneath, it's like an undertone. Yeah. It's not really in your face about it. So if you understand that, like you did, then... It's very tense. It's exciting. Because right from the get-go in the movie, he's introducing characters... That were real people. That were either real people or... Represent. Sort of real people. Like the... So I, I finished the movie this past... Okay. This past uh, Wednesday. Um, and so the girl that Brad picks up on the way to that ranch... Yes. yes. Is she a real person? So, yes. So I mean, he not... takes her out to where all the cult is. So, so the Manson family lived on a movie set where they made Western 
films. Yeah, and that's what happened in the movie. Beca- because uh, the caretaker there, who was the old guy George, at the George. house, mm-hmm. they said, we'll, we'll help take care of you, doi doi, in various ways. And, mm-hmm. and can we live on this movie set? Which, that, even that's just a weird thing, this crazy cult living on a, on a movie set. But it's not used as a movie set anymore. No. But the girls from the Manson family would go into town and go through the garbage to bring stuff back to the cult. Like what, like food? Like or? food and clothes that people threw away and stuff. Mm. And they would hitchhike. So, And there was a stunt man, not Brad Pitt's character, but a guy who was a stunt man. Well, then that would be who, Brad Pitt's character. That's but it's a different what, named that, person. Well, and, yeah, that's and, what it's representing, though. And and so there was that connection. Mm-hmm. But little things like the address of the house, like you see them driving up and then they, they pause on Cielo Drive. Well, you wouldn't you probably didn't even notice they paused no on. No idea. Like of the of the movie set? Yeah. The, no, at the house. The Which house? That the house when they were when Leonardo DiCaprio was driving home. Oh, his house. Yeah. Okay. And you see that and you go, uh oh. Wait, whose house was that in With real it, life? But whose house was that in real life? So, in real life, it was a record producer. So not an actor. Wait, a uh, record producer who was friends with Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. Mm. You don't know any of this, do you? No, you're you're okay. teaching me so much. Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys is crazy. Why is that? I mean, crazy genius, crazy with music, but also. Kind of mentally bonkers. challenged person. Yeah. And he hung out with crazy people. He befriended Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. Now, he wasn't Charles Manson then. He was just a guy that had kind of this cult following hippie thing. And he wrote music. Charles Manson did? Yes. Or Brian? Okay. Well, Brian Wilson did. He's well, a beach obviously, boy. But... but Charles Manson was trying to get Brian Wilson to record his songs or help him make a record. Mm -hmm. So they would go to his house. And Brian Wilson's friend, Terry, was a music producer. Mm -hmm. On Cielo Drive. On Cielo Mm -hmm. Drive. And so Manson would go there and they would try to, you know, hey. At some point, the, the music producer was like, like about Manson? Yeah, like I don't think this is going to work out and told him he wasn't going to make his make his music. Mm-hmm. Fast forward a few months later, record producer moves out, in moves Roman Polanski, the film the, director. Oh, okay. Remember the guy that was dressed like Austin Powers in the movie? In Once Upon a Time? Yeah. No, where was he? He he was the with the blonde. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, oh, the guy big... that, um, what's that guy's name? He was in uh, Call the Wild. Oh, the actor? The actor. It's oh. like, he starts with an E. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. Yeah. But, Roman Polanski, the film, the director. film director. The blonde was his wife, Sharon Margot Tate. Robbie. So Sharon Tate is a real name. Yeah. So that was a real person. These are so, That's what I'm saying. No, but like the names <laughs> have changed with some of them. Yeah. But, the, but her name in the movie was actually her name yeah. in real life. Yeah. They rented the house. After the record producer left. Mm-hmm. So very famous people living in Sharon Tate was in movies. They show that a little bit of that. And, and mm-hmm. actually, interestingly enough, when she goes to the movie by herself mm-hmm. to see her own movie, that's Sharon Tate in the movie. 
they didn't refilm it with Margot oh, Robbie because it looked like yeah it could have been Margot Robbie. But they but that left was a real movie. That right? was the real movie with Sharon Tate. So did Sharon Tate kind of look like Margot Robbie? Yeah, okay. very very beautiful. Okay. Um, so they cast that well. Yeah. And Sharon Tate had just to fast forward. She had uh, three other people at the house with her, like living there, like visiting. Okay. Like kind of like in the movie when she has her friends. Coming. Right. Because Roman Polanski was uh, filming a movie in England, so he was gone. Just like when yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio was in Italy. Uh, yep. So there's little, there's, you know. There's some ties. And Sharon Tate was eight and a half months pregnant. Mm -hmm. And she had friends staying with her. Well, Manson is mad that the record producer won't make his songs. His songs. So he sends, so Charles Manson never killed anybody. I don't know if you knew he that. He just sends out his yes. minions to go. He just sends out his minions mm -hmm. and sent them to that address. Mm -hmm. And he said, make it look like mayhem. Go in and kill everybody in the house. Which I think they bring up in the movie. Like the, the guys they send say that exact thing. Yeah. So you're watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and you're like, oh, and oh, and they're coming up the driveway, and they're going to go in, and they're going to... So you're you're thinking yeah. all the way along, you're going to see a dramatization of the Manson murders, mm -hmm. in which they kill Sharon Tate, who's eight and a half months pregnant, which is horrible. Mm -hmm. They kill everybody in the house. They paint in their blood on the walls that messages crazy messages and it but was in the movie they changed that because exactly. it wasn't sharon tate's house it no. was the next door neighbor so what quentin tarantino was doing is what if they go to a different house like the wrong house or what if they go to the wrong house uh -huh. and they go to the house where there's this badass stunt guy well but what in the movie wasn't it like since Brad, or Brad Pitt had gone to their ranch and, you know, harassed the the caretaker. Yeah. Punched that one dude for blowing Tex. up his tire. And Tex was Tex was one of the murderers. The guys that went to the house. Yeah. yeah. But in, but didn't they target him for that instead of because it wasn't the wrong house. Didn't they go? I want you to go kill that guy. Because so. So they. Yeah, so the targeting was different, but it was right next door. But still, all all along, you think they're going to go to that. You didn't. I didn't know Quentin Tarantino was going that way. I didn't know that he had changed the ending. So you thought that those people were going to kill yeah. Margot Robbie. So again, this is why when I'm watching it, I'm tense because <gasps> I'm like, I know what's going to happen, and to it's me, I'm very like, what are bad. They doing? None of this so it was so cool when the opposite happened that they break into a house and they all get killed or run off mm -hmm. and then oh i think they all next die. door sharon tate and her friends are just it's having just a party fine. and everything's fine and it at was the just, end they invite leonardo dicaprio to come have right. a drink with them it's kind of a what if this huge you know story that's will be known for time and all eternity as one of the worst murder stories ever had a happy ending ha at, but it's kind of like if you just go to a different house, the course all, of history is changed. Yeah, and and Sharon invites you over for a drink, and she has her baby. It's so for me watching it, I it was extremely satisfying because not only was it tense all the way through, 
then what you think's going to happen doesn't happen, mm-hmm. and then this because other... Because you're predicting it, so you're right. following the story in your head this whole time, and you think you know what's going to happen. And then this other cool thing happens where they just get the crap beat out of them. Mm-hmm. It's all very... I loved when Leo came out with the flamethrower. Yeah, I told you. The pool. I said, yeah. the flamethrower comes back, yeah, I promise. It does. He kept it from the movie. But I liked little things like... The, the, when they turn the radio in on the car and you hear the old-timey 70s radio DJs. Well, of and, course you like that. But just the cars and looking at L.A. in the late 60s, early 70s. Mm-hmm. Did you like any of that stuff? I thought it was really cool. No, I like like the production design was, was really cool. It was just the story that I was having a hard time seeing what they were trying to do with it. And I... Because I didn't get those little Right. Ones. Yeah. I, I find that very interesting. And I talked to Carrie about this, where he said he saw it in a movie theater, probably with people your age, same thing, not getting all... You know when you watch a movie and you get all the references and you're like, ah, oh, I know that what that is. That makes it a lot more fun. Yeah. That's, so that's why I gave up halfway through. But then we talked last week and, you know, you told me to give it another shot, finish it and look out for these little... And I was... Because when I first watched it, I didn't really think it, that it had any undertones like that. Yeah. So I wasn't looking for anything. Yeah. But when I went and watched it, I was kind of looking for stuff and, and, and it made it more interesting. And did you know at, at the end what was supposed to happen? Did you know? No, I didn't know any of that. No. I knew when I when I kind of caught on to the, the Manson type of deal was when Brad Pitt was picking up that girl yeah. on whatever it was, Burbank Boulevard. and Sunset and, Boulevard. Yeah, and then... Took her to the ranch, and that's when I was kind of like, oh, now it makes sense. Yeah. And then you start getting, like, these people are kind of weird. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. All right. That's when it was more obvious yeah. instead of little hinty. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you went back and finished it. I did. You did your assignment. I did my assignment. There were no subtitles. <laughs> you didn't have to read anything? I didn't have to read anything. I heard it was all in English. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Leo. I was just proud that you went back and watched Parasite, and you didn't crap all over it like the president did. Did he? Oh, you didn't what hear did he that? About, what What would he have against that? <laughs> what There's nothing political against? about that movie. No, at all. he was at a rally in Denver, and for some reason, he started talking about. And what's the deal with this Parasite winning Best Picture? It's not even in English. And well, he, that's dumb. He was. <laughs> Well, went off on a whole thing about what is what? Oh, no, okay. don't don't try to figure right. it out. There's no answer. But I'm glad you went back and you, so this is two movies you've gone back and given it given it a go. Yeah, I'm proud of you. I'm growing. <laughs> DJ, if you have any other movies that you'd like to, give he's me. gonna make you circle back around to City of I'm God. Gonna, no, no, why? Do it. Why? I don't want it. He said if you like Quentin Tarantino, it's like combining Parasite and Quentin Tarantino. To me, that doesn't. I like Quentin Tarantino as it is. Adding things to it doesn't increase. <laughs> if you had to read Quentin Tarantino, if I had to read Quentin. That would bring it down. Okay. That doesn't enhance it for me. I'm sorry. Well, if you have any assignments for Festus. Just email them, <laughs> Gina at x96.com. I'm not going to write a report on it. No? No. An oral report. I'll do an oral report. Okay. I'll let you know my thoughts. Gina at x96.com is where you can email anything you would like. And you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Remain Seated Pod. No, no, no. Don't get up. Texting 
privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232.